The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali that what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sit in darkness have seen a great light, and those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death Light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, And his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea, they were fishermen. And he said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers. James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother, John. They were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, mending their nets. And he called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went all around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and curing every disease and illness among the people. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. If someone were to come up to you or to me and say, come after me, Follow me. We would ask a number of questions. Firstly, why should I follow you? Why should I give up anything to follow you? Secondly, on what authority do you command me? What's the origin of your power? particularly your power over me. Thirdly, what benefit can I expect if I follow you? And lastly, what will my future be if I consent to come after you? And if the answer should be 
Why? Because I have commanded you. By what authority? The authority given to me. The authority that I possess. What benefit will it be for you to follow me? You cannot understand that. And lastly, your future, I will not tell you. Chances are, we would refuse to follow such a person. Unless that person were known to us. And known to us as someone extraordinary, unique. In fact, someone upon whom I may place my hope because there is no one else. Or if there are others who would try to command me, they in fact do not possess the authority, do not possess what this, what this person possesses. Then I might. Today's gospel, we see this. First of all, at Christmas, during Advent, and at Christmas, I began the whole theme of the, the Lamb. The Lamb who was to come. And then the Lamb who had come privately to shepherds and to magi. Then the Lamb who publicly comes to be baptized and to begin his public life. Whom John will proclaim to be the Lamb of God. Today, the Lamb begins to choose those who will follow him. He becomes now visible. And he begins by laying down the condition for being called. There are conditions for being called. The first condition is repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. You cannot respond to my call to follow me unless you have repented. Conversion is the beginning of discipleship. Remember once again, a disciple is someone who sits at the feet of the Lord. An apostle is one who is sent. But you cannot do the latter until you've done the former. Now he encounters four men. Now, they've undoubtedly heard about our Lord. They may have even encountered him personally. Our Lord's presence undoubtedly was one of a majesty that we can't imagine, although we are left to imagine it. He had a presence that goes beyond anything that we have ever experienced. But these four men, like all the rest of Israel, are waiting for this person to come. And they're doing what you and I would be doing. They are doing the work that they have been called to do. They're fishermen. He was walking by the Sea of Galilee. He's walking by. I believe St. Jose Maria Escova has a book, something to that effect. He says, he's walking by. He sees two brothers. He knows them. He's known them from all eternity. They have some knowledge of him because John the Baptist has been, 
has been there. They've heard John the Baptist. They've seen him point him out as the Lamb of God. And they're casting nets into the sea. They're doing what they do as you and I do what we do. And he says to them, come after me and I will make you fishers of men. The same command is given to us, one way or another. And we're told, notice, at once they left their nets and followed him. I've said this many times, but I'm going to say it again. Our Lord never suggests. He never argues. He doesn't really explain. He simply commands. Neither we answer or we don't. Come after me. And at once they left their nets and followed him. It's a good idea, I think, when we read this gospel or listen to it, to try to put into perspective the actual environment in which this is happening. He's walking by a seashore. The sounds, the smells. They were used to this life. Come after me, come after me, which means leave everything else behind. Your family, your friends, your possessions. I'm sure they didn't have much by way of possessions. There wasn't much to possess in those days. Today we have so many things we can possess. There's always something new to possess. Open a catalog, and something will suggest itself to you that you don't have and would like to. Uh, But back then, of course, there wasn't much to possess, at least of all for fishermen. What do they need? A hut by the sea, a fire. But leave it all, everything you know, and follow me. Even if we have very little, it's sometimes difficult, isn't it, to leave that behind. Try to give up some small thing that we've grown accustomed to. It isn't always easy to do it. And he asks them for everything. And at once they leave him. And our Lord continues to walk along. Throughout his, from to the end of time, our Lord does that. Uh, he will do that to all of us today, over and over again. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. He's known them from all eternity, too, the the sons of thunder who want to call down fire on the Samaritans. They're doing the same thing as Peter and Andrew. Um, They're in a net, they're in a boat with their father Zebedee, with with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. They're doing the work they've been called to do. They are following in their father's footsteps. And he calls them in the same way. And immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. Once again, they know why this man is different. He is unique. By what authority? The authority given him to him by God. Whatever that might be, they don't understand that, but they know it. What benefit? They don't know that. They think they do, but they don't. And their future? They think they know that too, but they have no idea. Our Lord alone knows. Our Lord is always prepared, even when we are not. And so they follow him. Well, you and I then are called too, although our call is much more obvious. We know it. Um, He calls us here. Uh, That's why we are here. We are here to be with the Lamb, to listen to the Lamb and to respond to the Lamb. They don't understand Jesus really as Lamb yet. They don't know where he's leading, first of all, himself, and then them them to himself to the cross and them to a life of total sacrifice for the sake of that kingdom. Well, you and I then, again, have come to, to be with the Lamb, the Lamb to become visible to us, the Lamb to speak to us, to transform us, to enter into us, to make it possible to, for us to do what we ourselves could never do. We will hear that voice. But we have to hear it constantly. 
because there are sirens all over our world telling us to follow them. Every time you turn around, turn on the television, open a book or a magazine, there are other sirens. Remember the sirens in um, the, uh, the Odyssey? These horrible creatures who would lure sailors to their death because their voices were so beautiful they couldn't resist them. Well, we have that too, but there's one voice above all, and that's the voice of the Lamb who constantly calls us to follow him. So we see once again how the Eucharist is that call. The Lord is walking by. Uh, He's walking by, he says, follow me, and he expects us to immediately throw open our arms and rush at him in love, being willing to accept him and to do so without knowing our future, but knowing the benefit. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you rejoicing in the call of your Son, rejoicing in the cross that he has given to us, and trusting in your love and mercy. For the Church throughout the world, her members will always respond immediately to the call of God as it is made known to them, especially the Church persecuted. We pray to the Lord. For all nations of the world, especially our own, they will listen to the prophets the Church sends to them and respond in repentance and conversion. We pray to the Lord. For those who are sick and suffering and die, that they may know that in their suffering they are responding to the call to follow our Lord. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have refused to follow him, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For a greater respect for human life, and this week once again, especially for life in the womb and its protection, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will follow the call to a unique life, to unique discipleship, for greater reverence for the discipleship present in marriage and a single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord for our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, for the American hierarchy, having spent time in the presence of the risen Lord in the Eucharist, they may then respond to that call and call others, we pray to the Lord. Lord for the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. And for all of us here, that our lives will be so transformed by the Eucharist that we receive, by the presence of the Lord, and by his call to follow him in repentance, that the world may know him, we pray to the Lord. Lord, We now join our prayers to those of the Mother of the Lord and the Queen of Disciples as we sing. (laughs) 